In the late 20-teens, two brothers realized the one way to solve the world's unsung problems. Sell their dad's minivan, buy a microphone, and smoke a lot of weed. It's hypocrisy. Live from some barbecue place in Washington, D.C., I'm Ryan. I'm John. And this is Hypocrisy. Uh, uh, on on, on the, road. the road. I think that was our closest yet. I think. Um, I we mean, should workshop it a little bit, but I'm pretty sure we can just use that take. I think that was um, good. Um, so what are we doing here in a, uh, you know, like kind of grungy barbecue restaurant in, in DC, you know, the seat of our nation. What's, what's going on what? here, right guy? Yeah. So the, uh, the whole thing that we actually do here on hypocrisy is we kind of seek out problems and we solve them. It's a uh, pretty core to our identity as a podcast. And, uh, one thing that our public officials are woefully bad at is finding those weird problems and thinking of creative solutions to them and we're pretty sure it's because they can't smoke weed so we take it upon ourselves to get real baked get real creative and solve problems for you unfortunately we haven't been seeing a lot of our systematic solutions to problems being reflected in modern legislature so we decided to actually go to the source itself and, uh, yeah, just tap right into that and uh, feed our problems directly into the ears of some powerful, big-money players in Washington, D.C. That's right. I mean, it, it's kind of weird because we know for a fact we we have actually a pretty strong listenership uh, here in, you know, the big capital D, capital C. Uh, you know, shout out to some of our longtime listeners, uh, Senator Grassley. We know you're a big fan. Uh, thank you very much for your ongoing support. But... Yeah, it just it's it seems like we could be doing more to to make it clear that like th- this isn't just some kind of pie in the sky like the you know we're just goofing around smoking weed talking about problems for the fun of it. These are actionable solutions that that politicians should be yeah you know turning into into legislature into into bills from bills into like demi bills and from demi bills into. Uh, law. I don't fully remember the schoolhouse rock, uh, how it goes, but I'm pretty sure it yeah. does, does start with a guy called Bill. Indeed, and we need we need those bills to go directly to Congress and uh, write laws down and make those laws actual systematic solutions to things. Yeah. Um. So just before we dive into this episode, we just have a couple order of business uh, to take care of. Um. Currently, we this episode is brought to you by nobody. Uh, we don't have any sponsors, but if someone would like to sponsor us, uh, we could use the cash. We're running pretty low. Um, and uh, I don't know, stealing only works if we keep moving around from place to place, and we're eventually going to run out of America to steal from. 
Second, uh, we have on our upcoming tour, we have absolutely no stops. Uh, we don't have any live shows planned. If any venues would like to host us, um, that'd be dope. Uh, just hit us up. And, uh, oh, yeah, also Duke, the uh, beloved dog from oh, no. the Bush's uh, Baked Beans commercials, has sadly passed. For all of you fans of Duke's work, uh, I know this must be a very sad day for all of you. So, um, pour yeah, one out for our uh, big boy over there. Pour out some beans. That's what he would have wanted. Have a moment of silence for Duke, everybody. This one's for you, Duke, old buddy. All right. <sighs> so, should we uh, get the show on the road? Yeah. I mean, I guess we're we're here. Um, yeah. Maybe we should get a little bit creative and then maybe we can uh you know so to solve some problems kind of like draw a crowd right so that all these dc big shots who are here munching on their on their ribs you know licking their fingers like the the fat pigs they are uh you know that they'll they'll smell the sweet truffly smell of solutions and and roll on over to to you know catch our ear indeed because this is dc baby we're here to get discovered. So uh yeah, let's uh let's get creative because we gotta we gotta really figure out a way to be yeah. found here in Washington DC and rise up through the ranks as uh, political operatives. These has gotta be some top notch uh, solutions. Let's do this shit. Indeed. Guys, guys, what? What oh, the hell? Hey, hey, man, what, what, what's up? I, I'm sorry. What? I, you're not allowed to smoke in here or in the state, I believe. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Come on, guys. Whoa, sir, sir, just one second. Do you know of any problems? Apart from the problem of you not letting us smoke weed, because that, we'll, we'll fucking come back right to that one. I I don't know, man. The world's the world's full of problems. Put a pin in that shit. I'm sorry, Liz. I can't I can't really deal with this right now. I got a bill I gotta take care of, like right now. Oh, a bill! Whoa! 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 You know a bill? All right. I mean, yeah. I, I I gotta take care of it, like right now. I I got some people on my ass right now. It's it's very important. Um. So, that's really impressive. Well, you. You mean it? I mean, I, I just, I don't usually get that around here. I mean, oh, come on, like, even if you're not the biggest of the big shots, you're still, you know, you still got bills. Yeah, working on that bill. We've been in town a whole ten minutes. We've not seen any bills. I am so fucking impressed right now. You, you must be a real mover and shaker. And you know what movers and shakers want to do apart from move and shake? Uh, they want solutions. To problems am i right oh am i right all right you you two are really cool so i i guess i can just let you stay here on the down low um and yeah hell you know, yes like, my dude that's what i'm talking about i i also like to think about problems all the time and i uh i just say I, I like to get to the systematic roots you know where 
You know, that's us too. That's oh my wow. god. Same kindred spirits. Oh my god. Oh, here, put it, put it here, buddy. Oh, and so, sorry, my hands are still covered in beans. Oh, that's uh, okay. I, I did mean, have to Duke. pour them uh, with my hand. Anyway. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to clean that up. You know. Uh, anyway, mm. so this is what I heard. Apparently, at a Phillies game recently, the fanatic shot someone in the face with a hot dog cannon. Now, I've been trying to crack that one, and it has been a tough nut, so... Now, uh, I'm gonna go, because I got that bill I gotta take care of, you know? I'm a busy man. Oh, yeah, don't leave Bill waiting. I know how important that shit is. We'll we'll crack on with this one. Get some sweet solutions for when you get back. Oh, he's gone already. Um, He's a busy man. Well, I mean, you know, that that bill isn't gonna evolve itself into a, a law? That... You know, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what your agent is for, you know? I, yeah, you just, that's You true. do the problem-solving, and then you have the, the money people and the paperwork people do the money and the paperwork. And that's just how this town revolves. I can't say I understand it, but I do know what I understand, and that is solving problems and... Uh, our, oh my god, we didn't ask our friend's name there. We have to get his name. Uh, anyway, uh, our mysterious benefactor has given us one hell of a problem to solve. The Philly Fanatic shot a lifelong fan in the face with a hot dog. And seemingly quite seriously injured her. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. That is that is terrible. But it, it is also hilarious. So Yeah, if you look at the victim's picture uh she is heavily bruised um likely would be blind in her right eye but uh, she was wearing glasses at the time so when that flaccid hot dog slapped into her face they just went flying but it, it they absorbed the brunt of the impact um i'm i'm pretty sure the fanatic was shooting to kill to be honest whoa you're saying this wasn't necessarily an accident this could have been some kind of some kind of hit Okay, hear me out. You're you're six feet tall. You're very hairy. You're very green. Got a birdo ass face. Kind of look like a moldy scrotum. Yeah, they uh they keep you locked away in some dank locker room for God knows how many days on end between games. You're barely ever let out. You're fed a steady diet of raw hot dogs. And you're told not to eat too many because you've got to have some for the cannon. Otherwise, the crowd will be displeased. I can relate to this so hard right now. I know, I know. It's it's a very common experience for most people. And you, you understand this situation. There's no escape. There's no justice here. The only thing you can do is lash out. Bite the hand that feeds you. Or in this case, take the food stuffed into a cannon and launch it at its face. This is like this is like a, a lion in like a gladiator fight, turning away from the clown and just leaping into the crowd and just tearing at people, you know, just going down in one blaze of glory. Do you think like maybe this is a bid by the fanatic to get fired? Like, you know, what once he no longer represents the Phillies. He'll he'll be a free agent. He can go wherever he wants. He can leave the dank locker room and eat something uh, them, other than old uh, hot dogs. Fanatic is a gender, by the way. 
Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. As, as you can, they don't even they don't even allow allow them to wear clothes. So I assumed on I account mean, of them, you know, looking like a giant ball sack. Uh, but that oh, that was yeah, wrong. Yeah. It's me. a very it's a very masculine shape for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, it's uh, it's understandable. I just I don't want to disrespect the fanatic. It's much more triangle than hourglass shape. So yeah. Wait, all right, so preferred pronouns. Are we dealing with a they-them situation or just an it? Like, you know, I don't want to deny the fanatic it's humanity, even if it isn't human. Very gracious of you. It's more of a... It's, I believe it's closely related to sponges. But you know, this is besides the point. There, There is a tortured animal <laughs> captured in this stadium, and it is starting to lash out. This This charade is just cracking at the seams right now. And through these cracks, we're we're seeing we're seeing the fanatic in a new ugly light. Okay, well, if if it, we take it as read that the fanatic is essentially, as you say, like a, a lion unleashed, there's really only two ways to deal with a um, you know, a wild animal that has been around humans uh, for most of its life, but it is is still not tame. Uh, re- really, one we could have the fanatic put down, uh, which which I think we can agree which is, is the it, usual approach, right? But it benefits no one; everyone loses in that case. Honestly, whenever fanatic dies, e- within each one, there's easily like forty to seventy egg sacs just right. waiting to just burst out of its stomach upon it. You know, the moment life. Well, actually, it's more of a... It takes a little while because they hatch inside the fanatic and they consume its corpse as like from the inside out as a kind of, like, initial nutrients. Kind right. Of a, they, they... a previous life ushering in new life into the world. But then you got, like, wait, like 70 fanatics just crawling around. And honestly, it's cruel. They only need one. So they kind of stamp them all out. Right. I mean, because of the hard rind that covers its entire body, its children are actually not able to escape until they have uh, consumed the majority of the fanatic's internals, uh, which actually causes it to ferment and and build up a large uh, volume of gases internally. And eventually that pressure just, just causes it to rupture open and launch its children upwards of 150 feet into the air, which is how it can disperse them on the wind so effectively. Yeah, unfortunately, they usually keep their dead fanatics indoors, and this also kind of feeds into the culling process because the uh, force with which they are ex- uh, expulsed from the body uh, is so great that they usually splatter on the ceiling just immediately. Um, there's only a few lucky, lucky few that uh, are kind of kept within the fanatic during the initial blast. And uh, can kind of crawl out of its now oozing corpse. Right. Um, so as we said before, like, really nobody wins in this Cronenbergian nightmare scenario. Uh, but there is another yeah. way. Because, uh, I mean, the fa- what is that, John? The fanatic obviously has to be taken away from people uh, where it can do no more damage. Uh, and much like the, the raging lion that, that cannot be sated, uh, there is always the option of repatriation and reintroduction to its natural habitat. The Philadelphia sewers? Exactly. <laughs> the problem with that approach is it doesn't really take into account the uh, teeming ecosystem of the Philadelphia sewers and the impact that a ca- a kind of captive, domesticated, let's be honest, um, fanatic will have on 
the actual existing feral fanatic population. Additionally, this fanatic has been trained to uh, to shoot to kill with deadly accuracy. I mean, this this was a like hundred percent square on four twenty no scope headshot of a shot into this into this fan's uh, face with the with the the hot dog. Uh, I mean, with those kind of skills. It, it seems likely that at minimum he will decimate the existing populations, uh, you know, hunting all of, you know, many of the lesser mascot species, probably to extinction in, in the Philadelphia sewers. Uh, and, and like worst case scenario, we're talking, I'm thinking underground crime boss scenario, like full on yeah. throne of skulls level of like macabre. After the first generation gets completely wiped out, the fanatic gets to rewrite history for their children. And when they come bursting from their parents' dead corpse, they will be told of a dark outside world that kept the fanatic caged and robbed them of their parents. And there will be so many more of them. And it'll be really fucked up because when they take to the streets and rise up, Philadelphia will burn, without a doubt. So I'm pretty certain option two should be off the table. Fanatic apocalypse is not an ideal outcome. Man, sex head must suck for fanatics. They're like, so, by the way, uh, you want to know where babies come from? (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) Also, your entire body is one giant gonad. (laughs) (laughs) And that's about where it stops. You're like, see ya. <laughs> Try not to die, I guess. Yeah, they, they just walk in on the first day and it just says, just die. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so I think we need, a, we need a third solution here. Right, because none of the options we've considered so far have really been keepers. Yeah. All right. Um, what about a duel of honor? Okay, I'm listening. Kathy McVeigh of Plymouth Meeting, she got a grudge, right? Like, yeah, she got hit in the face with a hot dog. Yeah, they they drew first blood. Maybe, maybe we can just kind of let this whole thing blow over a little bit. Like, rather than punish the fanatic in any way, we just make sure that like her honor is avenged. Uh, and then even if the fanatic keeps doing this, mm. like maybe okay. every, every couple games, or then maybe, you know, a few times each game, just mauling a fan, it, it'll, it'll just become like a fun new tradition, right? Like the fanatic has selected yeah. you prepare for armed combat. <laughs> and the fanatic's always going to win. So we don't have to worry about it getting killed. Right. You have to protect the investment of the, of the, you know, the owners. They're very particular about that kind of thing. Fanatics don't come cheap. No, I mean, the, the number of men you'll lose trying to extract another one from the sewers is, uh, well, I mean, you can't Whew. put a value on human life, but I'd say it would cost you at least 10 grand. Thir- yeah, I was going to say $37, but I'm pretty sure 10 grand is much closer. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're just saying that because you only have $37 and you're actually unable yep. to uh, contemplate a value of money more than the amount on your person at any one time. It is a strange foible of yours that I've noticed of the past few years. Hey, value is relative. Value is relative, bro. 
so yeah, I believe I believe if we just constantly feed the fanatic a steady stream of human sacrifice, um, we may we a, a few people may die. I mean, let's let's be clear, all all of them will die. We'll give them safety goggles. Okay, yeah, yeah, it will it will find new ways to exploit any weakness in armor that we provide people. So we might as well not try on that front. And people just have to understand that if they're going to a Phillies game, they might not leave with their lives because the fanatic will have claimed them and basically uh, ant-eatered up their soul with that uh, that horrifying mouth hole of theirs um, because that is actually what they do when they kill people um, and just basically, uh, yeah, keep you trapped inside likely one of its little eggs so you too may be reborn as a fanatic and see what it's like from the other side of the mask. Oh hey, I think I see a, a buddy coming back over here. Oh shit! Yeah, we uh, hey dude, hey dude, get, we we solved it. Wow, yeah, guys, that was really impressive. I uh. Oh, you were listening? Yeah, I mean, I had to. Uh... You're just you're so forward thinking. And loud, we're extremely loud. Very loud. Yeah. That kind of comes um... with the package. You don't have to pay extra for that. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to pay at all. We do this for free, but you, you know, it's a it's a little thing we do because we value the craftsmanship. So we're just very fucking loud. Oh, I I love it. I just time. love it. Uh, but uh, could I collaborate with you guys? Because uh, I love to think of myself as a bit of a moonlight legislator Whoa. myself. You know, like a vampire. In a way. Oh, I, mean, I do have yeah. congressional aspirations. Oh, I like that. I like that. So, I, you know, if we if we collaborate with you right now, when you run the country, we'll basically have just a direct line to get problems solved. Yeah, yeah, I like that. You know, rising tide raises all boats. So yeah, I become super powerful and successful, and you get to help me out from time to time. I'm I'm a little bit confused. You're using the future tense now. I I. It was my understanding that you were kind of a big deal around these parts. You said you're working with a bill, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm always working on solutions to problems. It's just, uh, uh, hey, uh, just one second. Uh, I've got a very important meeting in the back with some, uh, chefs. Some chefs. Right now. <laughs> oh. Wow, yeah. Yeah, taking on big labor. Chefs, more like chiefs, more like chiefs of state. Oh <laughs> right, yeah. Right? I see what you're. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Code for very important people. I'll be right back. <laughs> Got to go meet the secretary of D, and we all know what the D stands for. <laughs> hey, hey it, DC. Defend. Oh, it's the D in D- Washington DC. Oh. Um. Wait. But so uh, yeah. So defense? while while he's uh, going back and doing important stuff, uh, we might as well cut away to a little bit. I like to call local strains. When you're traveling America, ride the plains. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget to try local strains. All right, rye bread. Here we are. Finally, it's been so exciting. The scenic Southwest Duck Pond of Washington wow. D.C. My goodness, see, yeah, on local strains, every time we try to find, like, a really, you know, kind of offbeat, little-known tourist attraction to check out and highlight on our uh, show, and, uh... It's not all problems out there. No, no, we, you know, we like to focus on some positive things um, from time to time, and, uh, this was the best thing about Washington, D.C. 
it's uh the southwest duck pond um yeah it's just uh, up the road right here and um it's on, it's on the yeah. southwest waterfront it's definitively southwest of yeah something there's ducks um some water mm. like i not enough that i'd call it a sea or even like a lake very pond like it is the appropriate amount of water i would say and there are ducks there are, as you said there are definitely definitely ducks this is really lame uh do you want to do you want to just bail on this one yeah um sorry sorry guys this one's a wash uh, we're gonna go check out the bong museum So how'd stuff go with all those chefs? You you worked out some like big big labor deals, yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna crank down on the unions. Huh. Actually, you did such a good job with that solution that I was able to draft some legislation. Uh, I like to call it the sacrifice fans to the fanatic bill, if you will. Oh, we're gonna do good work together. That's what we like to hear. Some progress. Some. You know, some real actionable results. I like it. Yeah, and uh, what you got going on here is great. And uh, if you solve another problem for me, I bet I could get you some great exposure. You know? Yeah, sure. Um, so what do you what do you say you you do here again? Yeah, you know, I I just kind of like to uh, dabble in a lot of different things. Uh, mostly, I just talk to the customers, get a vibe of what my cons future constituents actually want, especially immediately in this restaurant, you know? Um, and yeah, it's just kind of like a thing I'm doing while I'm biding my time before one of the many bills I have in the work get discovered, because, uh, yeah, I'd like to think of myself as in a uh, larval stage, and having met you, I'm now entering my cocoon and eventually gonna emerge as a congressional butterfly. Wow, that's really moving. I like that, man. Okay, yeah, yeah, hit us with another problem. Okay, so... Human poo is falling from the sky in Canada, covering people, cars, and property, and nobody knows why. If you can come up with a systematic solution to that, well, we can solve anything. Gross. Gross. Yay, wait, 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 wait. Why are you giving us this poo problem? Well, we have standards here. Who the fuck do you think we are? Why are you giving us a story about Canada? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just, just, I'm just totally busting your balls. We have no standards. We will absolutely do a story about poo. Uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. Solving all kinds of problems. I think in future we are going to have to draw the line at Canada. But we'll... we'll yeah, that you know, is when new friends, When new friends will overlook it for now... Um, it's it's better to get ahead of problems before they come down to the United States, you know? So it's important that we kind of draft legislation for the world of tomorrow, not the world of today. It's that sweaty man in an apron yelling at you, by the way. He's, like, really greasy looking. Oh, yeah. I guess, uh, must be a voter for another party. An angry, angry member of the public. Uh, you know, you can't please everyone. Uh, I'll be, I'll be right back. I got good luck with those bills. Let's crack on with this one. All right, human poo. We know a lot about this. 
subject. So this is good. It's right in our yeah. in our area of expertise. Okay, so let's just uh, cross one thing right off the bat. Um, this poo is not frozen, is it? No, no. It's it's really it's it's almost like a light rain. I think from the sounds of interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so we know for a fact that it is not coming from airplanes because the that shit actually freezes up high in the sky and comes plummeting to the earth like some death meteorite. Um, it's been, you know, known to completely annihilate people at strikes. Um, but, you know, if, if this is more of a light showering of poo, um, then we're not able to just immediately be like, fix the airplanes, which, you know is always the first solution I reach for in any problem. You just, I usually don't state it because it's not like, it's usually obviously not a solution, but you know, it's always it's, when, when my brain starts attacking a problem, that's the first thing I think of is fix your airplanes. It's always good to check, you know, yeah. can, can they help with the, uh, the fanatic situation? Maybe. Can't rule it out until you, until you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about it for a second. Gotta be honest. Yeah. There's no stupid thoughts as long as you don't devote too much time to them. All right, so so to take you know your your uh, your procedure and put it into action, maybe we do need to fix the planes, because like I I'm I'm gonna come out and say I think problem number one is we're not sure where this poo is coming from, but if every right. plane had a camera facing down, hmm. we'd have a much higher chance of finding the source of the excrement you're right unless unless here's the place where that does fall down unless it is coming from higher than the planes so we know for a fact it's not because it would be frozen from that height power of deduction motherfucker right and we would be hearing about a lot more deaths yes people would just be dropping left and right and at the very least a few homes would be destroyed uh, some of these cars would be wrecked and it's more of a sprinkle have we have we considered the possibility that this is not coming from the sky at all? I mean, I haven't, but it it seems like you might be on the verge of doing that. So I just I don't want to rule out the potential of a diarrhea mortar. I see what you're going for, but I'm I'm actually going to do you a little bit a little bit further. I'm going to take that football. Okay. I'm going to run it to the end zone for you. Okay. All right. All what right. if it's not coming from the sky because it's coming from the ground? A mortar still has like a downwards vertical impact, but what if what if this is actually like a a launching kind of thing? Like um I'm not I'm not sure I follow you right there. It's like I don't know, like shitty moles or something. They're sticking oh, their butts up and just you know shit, everyone's man. searching the skies, but it's actually down below those little yeah. motherfuckers are just laughing their asses off. Just little squirts. Just, just, yeah. If you just get a little bit higher, you know, they can easily manage 10 feet if they build up a good amount of pressure before popping up with their little butts. Right. And, uh, yeah, if, if that just kind of, like, sprinkles down on you, you're, you're not, you're, you're going to look up and you're right. never going to notice. And Canada is a well-documented mole problem, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. They're lousy with them. Hmm. And yeah, it'd be so easy, because all they have to do is burrow down a little bit, you know, where there's pressure. Let that pressure build up in their little in their little tum-tums. Then roll their way back up, like, carefully keeping their sphincter tight so it, it can't restabilize, you know? Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, poke their little butt out of a hole, release, and then the pressure differential, right? You've got the regular oh goodness, air on right. one the side depth. and that, that deep, deep underground poo butt 
on the other. It just explodes outwards. Man. Yeah, no, that's a uh, that's definitely. I, I'm well. We we don't know for sure. We're not even in Canada, but I'm pretty certain we can run forward with legislation to kill all gophers or any any mammal in the ground, because we can't be certain it's just them, right? It can be any burrowing creature that's doing this. And if if we just wipe them all out and then the poop is still coming, then we we at least we know it wasn't them. Right, it's a it's a pro- process of elimination with actual elimination, yes. which as someone who's very action oriented, uh, I I do appreciate that in a plan. I thought about fixing the planes. Check that off. Thought about maybe it's the gophers. Can't check that off until we've killed all of them to make sure that we have the sample of the control sample of the world with burrowing mammals and the uh, the experiment sample of the world without burrowing mammals. And if we can compare our data of how much shit is raining on us in both of those worlds, then we can figure out if it's coming from them and then decide what to do about it. It seems like a good step one, certainly. I don't know if we're going to be able to completely solve this problem any further, really, because as you, as you say, we're really... We're going to need to get more data on this one. And it seems like the only way to thoroughly get that data is to exterminate all moles, all voles. Uh, foxes, for sure. Foxes, absolutely. I've seen them burrow. Gophers. Oh, uh, I think... Snakes. I'm... I think snakes, they come out of holes in the ground. Absolutely. I bet they could, like, they could poke their little, uh, their tails upwards and do a little bit of, like, sprinkler action, you know? Like, whip it around. And the splatter people patterns in all sorts of direction. Do, they do speak snake to me, uh, using my poop splatter analysis skills. Indeed. Uh, yeah, you yeah. can tell from the picture in this article. I believe dachshunds were also uh, bred to go in holes, mm. uh, which is a yeah, bit too close. Yeah, unfortunately, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, corgis we're have too. To kill all those two. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Wow, yeah. we have to kill every corgi, and we'll we'll likely have to do it globally just to be completely sure because we can't oh, be certain sure. people aren't going to take one on like a plane and reintroduce it into the ecosystem. Right. right. Our data so would be wipe them all out. Yeah. Indeed, it, we can't. It, we need experiments are nothing if not pure. Now we do risk the there's the possibility of starting an international incident because the Queen of England. Not necessarily going to be super down for us to go and kill, you know, all eight dozen of her corgis. Uh, but, mm, but sounds sounds like something that a mammal that burrows underground would say. Are you think what I'm thinking? You think the queen is a giant mole? <laughs> yes. Kill her and all of her corgis. We can't completely rule it out. Just round them up and slit their burrowing throats, wear their blood. His Here's a little bit of corroborating evidence. Canada is part of the Commonwealth. So, oh my goodness. You know, her, right. her, her sphere of influence, her sphere of poopy influence definitely could extend. Yeah, she's likely, very likely trying to influence all burrowing mammals that share an affinity with her um, in, into doing this. Clearly, out of spite. She's got nothing better to do with her time. She's the Queen of England. You know, they're they're a fading empire. She's kind of a figurehead at this point. Like, what she got to do other than exercise her power to uh, get shit on everybody in Canada. Yeah, I mean, do you think there's a, an, a further end goal? Or is this really just a, a way that she gets her sick rocks off? 
the only way to be sure is to create is to take our our control sample of the world with the queen of england in it and then compare it to an experiment sample of the world where we assassinated the queen of england and by comparing those two and seeing whether or not all in fact if we just if we just kill the queen of england we can then find out if that by by comparing data and seeing if the amount of shit getting poured on people goes down then we know it, it, like if it doesn't change then we know that it wasn't the queen of england but there's only one way to be sure right the pure experiment i think she wants to start a war with geese i could see that they like to shit on a lot of things it makes yeah, a lot yeah, of sense yeah. i think this is actionable i think this is very actionable yeah. Yeah. If if you're if you're trying to get geese killed, that's fucked up. We need to kill all burrowing mammals and the Queen of England. That's it. No, I've completely solved it now. Hundred percent locked oh, and yeah. loaded. Poirot okay. this shit. Okay. Queen of England uh-huh. gets, a, gets yeah. a bunch of gets a bunch of corgis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Learns to communicate with all burrowing animals. Mm-hmm. Develops. Well, she she started out that way because you know she's always she herself is a burrowing mammal. Right. Yes, of course. It is the, the royal prerogative of her bloodline. Uh, however, so... Uh, quick caveat, caveat. I do not want to suggest that I'm condoning killing any member of the royal family other than the Queen of England. Right. I think to... she's the only one that burrows, to be honest. <laughs> All the others have had it bred out of them. Yeah. Uh, Just need to put that out there. I didn't want anyone to no, think I was making un- ridiculous threats. Right, yeah. Um, no, you don't... We don't want anyone to, to, you know, think we're going overboard here. Uh, okay, no. so, 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 so. Okay. Get the burrowing mammals. Mm-hmm. Develop the high-pressure, low, you know, ground-to-air shitting technique. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, use Stealth that... Self-bombing, if you will. Absolutely. Use that to frame geese for just a horrific rampage of public shitting incidents across Canada, okay? My God, yeah, because they think it's coming from the sky. Exactly. Canada oh my God. starts a war with geese. But that's going to get geese killed, and that's, that's fucked up. Well, well, well. Do the math, though. Because they're Canada. There is no way they have a hope in hell against those geese. So they're going to have to start this war. Yeah, geese are assholes, and they can fly and shit. They can break your arm. Jeez. Right? Show me a Canadian who can break your arm. I don't know any, so. They don't exist. Pretty sure none of them can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's going to be rough. And I guess the only thing they'll be able to do is come crawling back to mommy England. Exactly. Wow. So I guess for the sake of Canadian sovereignty, uh, we need to kill the Queen of England. Right, right. Or we can just let it happen. I mean, so what if Canada becomes part of England again? She's not going to be able to pull this shit with Australia. They've already killed all the moles. You're right. I was, I was about to say that there's a lot of moles in Australia. And then I remember they just wiped them all out like two right. years ago. Yeah, they're and prepared. It did not change the shit falling from the sky situation. Turns out that was geese right. in uh, Australia doing that. But um, we're pretty sure in this case uh, our experiment is going to... Uh, at least be informative. Right. 
and it, it, they can't they also considered eliminating the geese to deal with the shit situation uh but they couldn't it was actually kind of a, a, a national outcry uh because the national pastime of australia is grabbing a goose out of the sky and biting its head off uh with your teeth so like you know cultural heritage yeah. kind of thing they just just can't do it but at least they figured out what the you know what the problem was yeah eventually much more proactive than these lazy fucking canadians indeed um so get on it kill the queen of england um problem solved right i think so wow yeah that was really oh, impressive shit. man didn't even Sorry, see I you was, there i was just listening in and you're you're just a Ooh. pair of really forward-thinking siblings yeah, you're kind of creepy but uh thank you I think you're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, you're gonna be successful someday, so we might as well, you know, suck up to you now. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you should. I'm gonna be pretty important someday. So, if we can get one more problem to solve, I'm still so confused. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, because y- you. You said that you were you're working on the bills, and that sounds important. You. What you do is, like, you're a congressman, right? Uh, yeah. Actually, that's more of, like, a future congressman. Uh, I haven't really been elected yet, so to say. Uh, You know, I'm I'm, I'm working on some important bills. You know, I'm just getting things figured out right now. This is... Oh, my... Wait a minute. What the... The bill of the chef... You're a waiter! Oh, God. You're not a... I talked to a waiter. You're not a, a, you're not a, co- not a politician. I bet you work hourly. Ugh. I was going to ask your name. I wanted to know your name. Oh, man. What a waste of time. Jeez. Fuck. Oh, come on, guys. Isn't that a little classist? You, you're right. And we are. We're With proud classists. Very... <laughs> very bad people how have you not uh, yeah learned that yet <laughs> like even just following the solutions we offer to problems we uh we are we are just you know a few a few uh layers of uh powdered makeup away from letting people eat cake um that's about where we're at as uh, individuals speaking of waiter do you have any cake here because i would kill for some cake i mean this is a diner so uh but First, uh, I, I, I know you're all shitty to me now because you don't think I'm important or anything, but uh, I, I feel some magic. I, I really think we can work well together. And if I give you one more problem to solve and you're, you're happy with uh, how it feels, you know, I think we can be in the talks to make some, make some real big moves in this city, right. you know? Because I know, I'm moonlight. This isn't just my day job. Uh, I got I got pay my pay my bills so I can make the bills, right? Got to make the bills to pay the bills to write the bills. All right, all right. You we'll got a cut, good point. We'll cut you a deal. As much as it pains me to to compromise or even to consider talking to you further, uh, just because of the gross betrayal, really. Not not the class thing. I'm over that. I can be better than that. Just the betrayal. Anyway, 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 Um, you may have no value on your own. I mean, I don't know why I say may. You have no value on your own. But you do have connections, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know peeps. You you know all the like old white guys and the slightly fewer old white women, right? Like you can you can get us in the door, you can get us in the building, you can get us in the room, you can get us in Senator Chuck Grassley's bed, right? Let's solve this problem. And I don't think there's any beds we can't get into in this town, you know? All right, all right. All right, well, I'm, you're on thin ice, buddy, but we'll give you one last shot, okay? Hit hit us with your best. Because you're going to have to deliver the solution to this to Senator Grassley. And let me tell you, that man gets real grumpy when he finds a stranger in, in his bed uh, claiming to have solutions to problems. We... There might be a reason why he hasn't emailed us in a while. Yeah. We, we found this out the hard way. There's a reason we're in this barbecue joint and uh, and and not, you know, in the White House. Yeah. To be honest. Mm. Um, anyway, well, we tried going there too, us. but th- their beds are just way, way, way better protected. Senator Grassley should really get a security system or something. I hear Simply Safe. They're, they're, they're meant to be pretty easy. Uh, hey, no one is paying us. I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> Old habits die hard. Okay. Alright, so, this rat suspect was found dead in an ATM amid $19,000 worth of chewed up rupees. Alright, that is a good one. Whoa. You're buying, yeah, buying back a is, little bit of my respect. You found us a good problem. Yeah, yeah. three oh, good problems, yeah, really. Maybe, you know, hmm, yeah, maybe to we you. can work together. Uh, okay, that is so, equal to the highest amount of problems any one source has brought us. So. That's true. And all of those sources are dead now. Uh, so already you're doing great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wait, what's what's this about problem right. delivery? Well, he's not dying. dead, and he's provided us, uh, now. us okay. with three problems, so we're yeah. dead. If um, you can get a fourth to us, then woo, breaking new ground. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, let's talk about this rat who rat. is a fucking legend. Yeah. Oh my god, dead, surrounded by chewed up bills that you ate. Let's, let's talk about, first off, what actually happened here. This is an expressive heist. Now, many people are aware of the brutish, uninspired kind of heist that people in movies like Ocean's Eleven pull off, where they just try to steal money and get rich and shit like that. But the, a true artist, a, 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 a true master of the heist craft is about the glory not the cash they get in and then they just stuff their fucking faces this is modern art they eat, they eat how much money they can get it's the heist as a statement not only did the the rat prove that they could get inside of an atm they also proved that they could eat almost twenty thousand dollars worth of rubies before dying and i'm pretty sure the conversion rate of rupees to dollars is uh not great so that's actually a lot of paper. It's very impressive that this happened in India and not a, a country with a, a stronger dollar. And the thing that makes this really incredible to me is like, okay, you ate a ton of money and left it at the bottom of an ATM. Uh, like, that is some strong modern art by any standards. That is a, a strong statement. I think it, you'd probably get a, a, like a gallery, uh, you know, maybe like a residency... It's been immortalized in the the most prestigious uh, and wide-reaching art museum of all time, the internet. 
this is true. So, so, so they've already got the audience. But like the thing that really makes this stand out to me in art history, to be honest, you know, I do think this is one for the books, is the fact that the artist incorporated their own dead body as part of the work. Yes. Because like, this. you know, this right here, a pile, a massive pile of chewed up money is like, that's a strong anti-capitalist statement regardless. But, but it, you could have just torn it up. You could have just chewed right. it and then spat it out. This is proof. When, when that you... rat's stomach was just bursting, much like a fanatic's corpse, with chewed up dollar bills, rupees. It just ooh, it gives me the shivers. It is such good art. This this rat, I mean, what, like, at least comparable to Michelangelo, right? Like, I think this is something we really need to understand about the world that we live in, and it's that rats are daring innovators when it comes to artistic expression it's true i mean just look at pizza rat that guy was going places oh my god the statement on poverty right there you know just like the sisyphean struggle to just drag that pizza along just just one more meal that it just has to exert so much labor to even bring home you know right. and just... like the, the the sort of tortured like catch 22 of it where like the pizza is holding him back from where he needs to go. But if he can't eat the pizza, he'll never get there. He'll die. And, and the bourgeoisie with their fucking cell phone filming, mocking Pizza Rat, you know, with every step. It is just a tortured but powerful piece of art. And, um... <sighs> yeah. Shivers again. Uh, wow. Seriously. So, um, I think the really important thing to recognize here is that rats typically you know very devalued it's very crappy but but we can fix this we can set aside money to provide grants for the arts to support independent rat artists especially rat performance artists because that is the space that they just give it their all in as it's a true. species this is widely known i mean i'm such a fucking <laughs> such a fanatic really uh for, oh. you know rat performance art uh but even i have to admit their painting leaves a lot to be desired uh freestyle r&b subpar at best and their beat poetry i mean for, it's just oh yeah uh, it's, it's, guys guys stick to the avant-garde performance pieces okay indeed, and the installation indeed. works okay the, Know your wheelhouse is all I'm saying. We stick to problems. You stick to eating so much money that your chest explodes. Damn, do they do it well. They do it so well. So, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, fund the rat arts is really the solution to that problem. And, uh, you know, we'll see more powerful work like this. Here's what I, I don't think that's the problem. Like, the art isn't a problem, right? The art is making a statement about a problem. And I, yeah. I, ju I just want to dig into that slightly more because I, I think I think we have to know where the artist was coming from, where their, their, you know, their personal headspace was to fully understand the statement behind the art. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, he, he's, I, he's I still think that that ties into a funding thing, right? Like this is this is clearly a statement on the rat race, yeah, um, of modern life in which this rat has to consume. In order to create and express, this rat has to constantly just find money, you know, in order to actually get its voice heard. And that is, you know, this cruel catch-22 
of it literally choking and dying on the cache that has become its prison, its tomb. I still have right? one unanswered question, though, and it's just niggling what? at the back of my mind. I, I gotta know. This problem, okay, the title, Rat Suspect Found Dead in ATM Amid $19,000 Worth of Chewed Indian Rupees. That's a long, long title for a problem, but anyway, let's zero in on those first two words. Rat Suspect. Nowhere here does it say what the rat was suspected of doing, but, I mean, was he on the run? Like, did the authorities not want him to perform his art? Is this like an Ai Weiwei kind of situation? People really want to silence rats. Uh, that, that is the other half of the thing I was saying about the world that we live in, is that rats are daring artists, and also people are afraid of daring art. They just can't handle the vision. Exactly. And they, try to, they literally try to kill the beauty that they bring to the world. You think the Indian authorities were so so scared by what this rat could do that they they actually had like a warrant out? Likely. And maybe maybe that was it, right? Is when the this rat got funding to really from from some wealthy shadowy patron they they were able to actually do their art finally, but that's when the authorities cracked down on them, right? So they were literally the the money that they needed for so long has actually become something they're they're choking and exploding with now it's it's become a burden Ooh, wow you know and they they want to literally have that be their final fuck you to the authorities that tried to say no to their art it's so poignant i mean knowing the background really does help it helps me appreciate the art that much more so i'm i'm, I'm glad we, we dug into that it's a little notable though that the uh I'm sorry everyone's a critic but do have one small critique uh is the rat did die before consuming twenty thousand dollars in rupees and that is actually the amount that they got for the grant and i'm pretty sure that's what they were going for mm. i feel the message lands a little softer when they only ate up nineteen thousand dollars worth of rupees i i want to argue that point because i think the fact that they couldn't even finish the thing like i mean it was like pizza rat right like it's sort of it's about the struggle oh, the abundance yeah but th this is the great thing about good art right is there you know there is room for interpretation um so You're you right. can you can believe i feel what challenged you want. i can believe what i want and i can think that you're a total idiot for believing what you believe but you know that's the magic of art wouldn't be the first definitely won't be the last uh however in this instance Rice Actual? Yes. I am extremely happy with the, the problem, the solution to the problem that we've come to together. And I think we should present mm -hmm. it uh, in the spirit of, of artists presenting their art uh, to, to our alleged uh, soon-to-be moving and shaking. I don't know what you call someone who isn't currently moving and shaking. I guess a corpse. But yeah, anyway, we should tell him we solved the problem. Yeah. Well, I'll say that you solved it. Oh, that was real impressive. Ah, Seriously. God, dude. Uh, yeah, I've been... Every time. I've been standing here this entire time. Uh, you just kind of tuned me out while you really... two siblings did your magic. And it was... Oh, it was something to see. Hmm. You're going to have to breathe louder or something, because I do forget that you exist. Yeah, jeez. If we're, okay. we're going to be... You know, if this is going to be an ongoing thing. And uh, yeah, you know, I just... So if this is going to be an ongoing thing and we're going to be helping you find your way into a seat of power, you know, we just... Right, if we're going to be, you know, Peter Baelishing your rise to ascendancy, 
and godhood. By providing you with such perfect solutions to problems that you're immediately cat- catapulted into the White House. Right. We just want to make sure that we're backing the right horse, right? We want to make sure that you have your heart in the right place. So could you just, like, I don't know, run us through a couple of your... Show us your teeth. Oh, so, sorry, sorry. I thought I thought you, you said horse, so I thought... I was going straight for the teeth. Uh, yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll just get you, your dental you got records. A weird thing about, yeah, you got a weird thing about people's teeth. Mm. No, I just wanted to hear some of your, like, ideal policies, you know, once once you're in charge. what What's the world, for whatever the fuck your name is, um, going to look like when, when you call the shots? Oh, all right. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, let me just, uh, just got to... Are those no cards? Yeah, yeah, you know, you always be yeah, prepared. Dude. Always be ready for opportunities. Respect That's the how you succeed in this town, you know? Um, so, yeah, I just, I just, you know, a couple of these, they're kind of rough draft. Um, I'm still workshopping them, but, uh, you know, mostly where my worldview is and uh, why I want to kind of get into a place where I can not change. Um, okay, so. Yeah, give uh, it to us. Okay. Um, you know money? Sure. You know money? Oh. Yeah, boom. Who needs it? It's gone. Just makes people unhappy. No more currency. <laughs> I like it. I mean, that's Solving. really, uh, you know, the solution we just gave, I think, going into action to, to yeah, the fullest freeing, extent. So that's freeing great. the rats from the bonds of not enough currency. Hell but you yeah. just, you sidestepped it. And that was a, that's a creative solution. Right. But it's an interim. Like you, you know, when you got, you know, the, the control stick in your hand and you're flying this plane. Hell yeah. No money. I'm, I'm down. All right, all right. I'm, I mean, if you liked that one, then you'll love this one. And uh, So basically, I just think everyone should do at least like a year of mandatory prison time. You know, just see what it's like. Build some empathy. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I don't... Um, I mean, that's yeah. a little inconvenient for my schedule, but I can see how it, it might lead mm. me to have like a, a more well-rounded and fuller outlook on my fellow man so yeah, yeah i feel yeah, there'd be a lot up, less discrimination against you know like ex-cons if like you know everyone was one it would no longer be like a major disqualifier on like most job apps you know so yeah bonus okay. then in I a lot that. of places in the country no one would be able to vote and i think that would speed things up tremendously oh yeah vote counting all that time and money that we just throw away is just whew, gonna be awful um, just the only people who get to vote are people at, above the age of 18 who haven't been to jail yet. They haven't, their time hasn't come up. It's kind of like jury duty, I guess, is they just like hit you up one day and they're like, Hey, we're taking you to jail. Just, you get a year. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about a year. So, uh, yeah. Kind of like military service, but jail. Plus, you know, people get to work out in there. So I think it'd be great for the overall health of the nation. You know, uh, here's another one. It's kind of criminal justice related as well, uh, since you like that. Uh, I I think a cop should be able to punch one person they don't like a year. No questions asked. So, you know, I would normally call that an abuse of power, but, uh, you know, it's a little discriminatory. But, um, you know, I mean, whatever. why can't everyone punch one person? Why just cops? Hey, they're cops. They, uh, they earned it, you know? They go through a I... lot of shit. It's true. I, I'm not sure I follow you, but you know that's what Washington D.C. is all about. You know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and, and also... ha- compromise is the heart of politics. So we, you know, we can meet you halfway on this one and just say, cop should be allowed to punch one person, and everyone else is allowed to punch one cop. As you know, like you said, we're workshopping them. So. And we'll just yeah yeah we'll yeah. we'll just do like a lottery system to figure out which cop everyone gets to punch. <laughs> I like that. Very egalitarian.
Bad luck for that cop. Okay, okay. But I got one more, and I saved the best for last, because this is really important. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, these have all been interesting ideas, and when you're in charge, like, i sure love to see you argue them. So, uh, yeah, no, just lay it on us. Okay. I think possession and use of marijuana should be punishable with the death penalty. So it seems like you've missed a core element of our brand. I'm just going to give you a moment to to walk that one back. You know, if if you need to. Oh, no, no. That is a very core belief. Uh, I believe all stoners must die. Uh, They are a blight on our nation. They bring us all down. And uh, I believe they are all actually consorting with the devil. Okay, so just because I have Satan's heart beating him, you know what? We gotta get out of here, man. Let's get out of here. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. You you got you got tables to deal with. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could say it's been fun and not a waste of my time. Uh. Also, I haven't been. I've been sitting on this for a while. Uh. You know, John. your apron's on fire. Oh. John, let's get out of oh, this oh, fucking shit. state. Oh no. Oh, All right, see ya. Oh, smell oh, you later because oh, you smell God. very bad because you are actually catching oh, fire right now. Uh, I know it's a barbecue place, but even I, you know, I just don't want to smell that much meat. Sizzling. Spanks for the memories. <laughs> All right. Yeah, DC was a mistake. Um, I, I. Jeez, I, you know, I really hope he doesn't use those excellent solutions to problems that we, we gave oh, him to catapult no. his way into politics because uh, we may have created a monster right there. We really, yeah. we might have done. He's some pretty bad ideas, yeah. let's be honest. All right, well, I guess. Especially um, the weed thing. Like, come on. Yeah. Really, dude? Man, it's just not. I mean, I don't know how. He was sitting next to us for a long time. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I guess that means we've kind of... Okay, so we don't really have any new connections. And we have been banned, uh, you know, from the halls of Congress for life after, you know, the incident. Um, But we did solve a couple problems. And we're on our way to a new state. You know, we're back on the road. We are. We're gonna be good to go. We do still have Senator Grassley's phone number, so you know, maybe 3 a.m. tonight, I'll uh, I'll give him our usual call and just uh, you know feed him feed him some of those solutions. Let him know we're still we're still giving it what we got to the nation. Indeed, indeed. Sticking it to the nation every night at 3 a.m. Hey America, you up? And if you want to stick it to us tonight at 3 a.m., you can reach us at Hypocrisy on Twitter or. Uh, at our website, hypocrisy.zone. Um, and for those of you who are in- into our rockin' theme song, it is by Seth Boyer. Uh, you can find him on Bandcamp. It's pretty great. You should, it is. You should check that. It is a truly rocking theme song. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty pissed, and we got a lot of road ahead of us. What do you say we crank the Seth? Alright. Crank that shit! Seth Boyle!
gonna die So huddle closer with friends And family will scream our last goodbye Shocking news out of Washington today. Write-in candidate Slade Rodriguez has officially won the special election for the Virginia 12th Congressional District. Slade's candidacy was missing from most polls prior to the election due to him running with no party affiliation and no official endorsements. However, the upstart candidate was spurred on to victory when news of his survival following a freak grease fire accident broke on the eve of the election. Inspiring stuff, Helen. Voters may now be experiencing some buyer's remorse following the release of Rodriguez's actual platform, which has been variously described as the incoherent ravings of a man who read a newspaper maybe once ever, the most shocking assault on basic human dignity since Mein Kampf, and, like, really, really bad man. Asked for comment, Representative Rodriguez said only, With these scars as my witness, I will find the two that have wronged me, and I will destroy them. More on this story as it develops. Next up, bad news for Bean fans. Duke, the Bush's baked beans dog, has sadly passed away.